Hey there, it's the holiday season. And for people with type 1 diabetes, that can mean some very specific challenges, including family and friends who push your buttons. They say things that are inappropriate and push your boundaries in ways that make you feel really uncomfortable. That's why we're going back to the archives and replaying one of our most downloaded episodes. And that is how to set boundaries with people in your life around type 1 diabetes. Boundaries are critically important for any healthy relationship, and they can be especially helpful for you in your relationship with other people, with yourself, and with your diabetes. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and I really hope it's helpful for you as you navigate relationships during the holiday season. And I'll see you back here next week for a brand new episode of the Diabetes Psychologist Podcast. Welcome to the Diabetes Psychologist Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Mark Heyman, and I invite you to join us as we talk candidly about the emotional challenges of living with type 1 diabetes. We'll give you actionable strategies to help you face these challenges head on, reduce your stress, and most importantly, live a full life without letting diabetes get in the way. Hey there, welcome to the Diabetes Psychologist Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Mark Heyman. This is the second episode in our two-part series on boundaries and type 1 diabetes. In the last episode, we talked about what boundaries are and why they're so important in diabetes. And then we talked about two areas where boundaries are so important in life with diabetes. And those are boundaries with diabetes and also boundaries with yourself around diabetes. Those boundaries were looking inwards with ourselves and how we relate to diabetes. In today's episode, we're going to look outward and think about our relationship with other people and diabetes. We'll talk about the importance of setting boundaries with other people in your life about diabetes, as well as setting boundaries with your healthcare team so that you can get the best care and the best support possible from them. And to get the best support from your healthcare team, boundaries are essential. Before I dive into this episode, I want to take a minute and do a quick recap of what boundaries are and why they're so important. The truth is, without boundaries in our lives with diabetes, we would be in big trouble. Boundaries are all about what are the things that we let into our lives and what are the things that we keep out. And without effective boundaries, it's impossible to have healthy relationships. And that includes our relationships with diabetes and with people around our diabetes. Boundaries keep us safe, both physically and emotionally. We want to make sure that we allow in things that will help us to manage our diabetes better and to stay emotionally healthy. But we also want to make sure that we're able to keep things out and let people know what is okay for us and what's not okay for us in our relationships around diabetes, because that makes sure that we're safe in our relationships and we're able to make our needs known in a very clear way. Last time we talked about boundaries with diabetes and how sometimes diabetes can sneak its way into our head and take up unwanted and unneeded headspace for us. And we talked about some very specific ways that you can set boundaries with your diabetes to make sure that you're able to take care of diabetes, but also make sure that you don't give it too much of your time or energy or effort. We also talked about how to set boundaries with ourselves around diabetes and why that's so important. I use the example of what I allow myself to eat for breakfast because if I didn't have that boundary, I would probably eat things that would make managing my blood sugars a lot more challenging. 
So those boundaries keep me safe and they also make sure that my blood sugars are in decent shape so that I feel good. If you haven't listened to the last episode yet, I would highly encourage you to do so. So you can learn some great tips and tricks about how to set boundaries with diabetes and with yourself around diabetes. In this episode, we're going to talk about how to set boundaries with other people around your diabetes. As you know, other people have a big impact on us, and things they say and do can really have a negative impact on how we feel about ourselves and about our diabetes. It can be really helpful for us to learn to set boundaries with other people to make sure that they know what's okay for us and what's not okay for us, what they can do that's going to be helpful and what they do that's not at all helpful and that we want them to stop doing. You own your diabetes and you own your diabetes management. And no one but you gets to tell you what to do or how to manage your diabetes. I want you to take a minute and think of a time in the recent past when someone in your life has said something or done something to you around your diabetes that has crossed a boundary, either a spoken boundary or an unspoken boundary. I can think of lots of examples that people have told me over the past couple months. For example, I had one person tell me recently that their mom had seen them eating a Snickers bar, and she told them, you shouldn't be eating that. That's a boundary that was crossed for this person. This person knew exactly what they were doing and chose to eat the Snickers bar and had their mother tell them they shouldn't be doing this was a boundary that was crossed. Another example is someone recently saw something posted on Facebook that was making fun of people with diabetes. It said something about how sugar causes diabetes. And for this person, that Facebook post crossed the line. For another person, that boundary was crossed when they got constant texts from their wife when the blood sugar was low, asking them if they had treated. And after he said yes, she kept texting until finally he had to turn off his phone. We all have different boundaries, and it's up to you to decide what boundaries you want to set and what's okay for you. But these are some examples of how boundaries have been crossed for people that I've worked with. Boundaries work both ways, though. We want to remember that boundaries keep things out, but they also allow things in. And a part of setting boundaries with people in our lives is letting them know what we need and how we want to let them in and what will be helpful for them to do. Healthy boundaries in our relationships allow things in that we want in and keep things out that we don't want out. They're neither too loose nor too rigid. And when people in our lives set up boundaries that are too rigid for us, that's not always helpful either. So, for example, when you need support from someone in your life, but they're not willing to give it, that's a boundary issue as well. You have your arms open asking for help, and they have their arms closed saying no, or not being willing to give you what you need. Their boundary is too rigid. The bottom line is, People with type 1 diabetes need boundaries with people in their lives. If not, you won't get the support that you need, or you'll get too much support and support that you don't need. And neither one of those situations is healthy. When the people in your life give you support or advice that you don't need or didn't ask for, they're pushing themselves into your life with diabetes in a way that's not appropriate and certainly not helpful. And when people withhold the support that you need, that's also not a boundary that's helpful and something that needs to be reset. We can sit here all day and talk about how people in our lives are crossing boundaries left and right. And maybe they are. But as a person with diabetes, we hold some responsibility here too. 
the people in our lives may not have good boundaries with us, but it's our responsibility to have good boundaries with them. You know that we have no control over what other people do, but you have complete control over what you do. And so setting boundaries is in your complete control, even if other people don't have the same boundaries. Others may try to cross those boundaries, either on purpose or by accident. But when they do, you can let them know that they crossed the boundary and reset the boundary again. And you can even do it in a kind and loving way. With diabetes, boundaries are not one size fits all. And you may have different boundaries with different people in your life. That's actually really healthy. For example, you may have different boundaries with your wife versus your boss or your best friend or the person you meet on the bus. While I'm happy to answer questions and get feedback about my diabetes from my wife, if someone that I just met gave me the same advice or feedback about my diabetes, I probably wouldn't take it as well, and it wouldn't be as appropriate at all. My wife and I are a team with my diabetes, but other people, especially those that I don't know very well, they don't play the same role. So as you're thinking about your boundaries with other people around your diabetes, it's important to think about who that person is, And what role do you want them to play in your life with diabetes? And as you ask yourself those questions and answer them, the boundaries you're going to set will become more and more clear. How can you tell when someone's crossed a boundary with you and your diabetes? Or when someone has too rigid of a boundary for you and your diabetes? Here are a couple signs that will help you know when a boundary has been crossed. Sign number one, someone says something to you and your immediate reaction is to push them away or tell them it's none of their business. This is a pretty obvious one, but our minds are very smart, and they know when something's not right. So if someone says something to you or does something around your diabetes, and your immediate reaction is, that's none of your business, that's a pretty good sign that your mind's telling you that a boundary has been crossed. But sometimes it's more subtle than that. If someone says something to you or does something, and you just feel a little unsettled, it just doesn't sit right with you, even though you didn't have that immediate reaction of, that's none of your business, but you keep thinking about it and thinking about whether or not that was an appropriate thing to say, more likely than not, it wasn't. Another sign that a boundary has been crossed is when someone says or does something to you, and your first reaction is, I really wish they wouldn't do or say that, but I really wish they would do this instead. That's another sign there may not be good boundaries in place. Finally, if you feel like you need support from someone in your life and they're not able or willing to give it to you and you feel like you have to pull it out of them, that's another sign that a boundary is not healthy. You need something and the other person has a rigid boundary and isn't able to give it to you. You know when you need support and you know when you're not getting it. And not getting the support you need is just as challenging as having the support you don't need. What is the best way to set boundaries with people in your life around your diabetes? I want to give you three tips that can help you do just that. Tip number one, do your best to give people the benefit of the doubt. Just because people are crossing boundaries doesn't mean they mean to do it or they're doing it out of spite or because they want to be mean to you or be unhelpful. It's actually usually quite the opposite. People are crossing boundaries because they want to be helpful, but they just don't know how. And this can be hard to see because when boundaries are crossed, it can be annoying. And our reactions aren't usually all that kind. But it can be a whole lot easier to set boundaries 
when you recognize that the person's intentions are actually good and they just don't know what to do or how to be helpful. So they're trying to be helpful in the best way they know how, even though it's not helpful at all and it's crossing all kinds of boundaries for you. Tip number two, let people know what you do need. Let them know what's helpful and what's not helpful. Boundaries around diabetes don't always come naturally to people in our lives. And they need some guidance from you and help in knowing what they can do to be most helpful. So let them know and don't be scared to let them know. They'll probably be really grateful to understand what they can do that will make your life with diabetes easier and how they can be most supportive to you. Making your needs known is the absolute best way for you to set boundaries with people in your life around diabetes. Not only does it help you, but it helps them as well. Tip number three, once you make your boundary around diabetes known, stick to it so people know that you're serious. There's nothing worse than setting a boundary around diabetes and then letting people cross that boundary. It makes it feel to you and to them like that boundary wasn't real. I know it can be frustrating to have to remind people all the time what your boundaries are. I know it feels like they should know, and you're right, they should. But the best way to teach somebody is by repetition and constantly reminding them what is okay for you and what's not okay for you around your diabetes. And if they keep crossing boundaries, let them know there'll be consequences. I know that following through with consequences are leveling up your boundaries, making them more firm and making your needs known in a more apparent way. I think the even tougher place to set boundaries is with our healthcare team. But I also think that these boundaries are some of the most important that we can set in our lives with diabetes. Let's talk about what I mean by boundaries with your healthcare team. One of my favorite sayings is that you are the captain of your diabetes care team, and everybody else on that care team is there to make sure you're successful. And if members of your healthcare team are crossing boundaries for you, they're not being helpful. They're not doing things that are going to lead to your success. And it's your responsibility to set those boundaries and to make sure that everybody on your team is pointing in the same direction. I know a lot of people have a challenging time thinking about setting boundaries with their healthcare team. There's a power dynamic there that can be hard to overcome. We see our doctors as having some sort of authority over us. And that power dynamic makes setting boundaries challenging and even uncomfortable. To do this, we have to start thinking about our healthcare team in a different way. Your doctor is not your boss. Your doctor is your coach. And your doctor is there to coach you and give you their expertise and guide you in the right direction. Setting boundaries with your healthcare team may feel like a really new concept to you, but it's a critical part of your mental health with diabetes. And when you feel like your care team isn't there to support you, it's time to put your foot down. Here are some examples of times when it might be helpful for you to set boundaries with members of your healthcare team. A great example is if you've ever gone to the doctor and you've been worried they're going to get mad at you because your A1C isn't in the best place or your time and range is too low or some other reason, that's a great example of when boundaries may need to be set. Your doctor should never be in a place where they're berating you or getting mad at you. They're there to support you and help you problem solve. If your healthcare team treats you like they're your boss rather than your partner in your diabetes management, that's a huge red flag and shows me that boundaries may need to be set. You should never be scared to go to the doctor 
And you never feel like you'd be punished because of your diabetes management. Also, if your doctor ever dismisses your mental health concerns or talks about them like they're not as important as your blood sugars, that's also a huge red flag. We want to be able to talk to our doctors about everything and about the concerns we're having and the challenges that we're having that get in the way of managing diabetes well. And mental health concerns are a huge part of that. And if doctors don't address these things or don't want to talk to you about them, that's a red flag. There's a boundary issue at play. One more sign you may need to set boundaries with your diabetes healthcare team is if they don't ask you what's going to work for you. We all know there's no one-size-fits-all diabetes management strategy. Your lifestyle is important. And sometimes there's going to be a balance between what you want to do and your blood sugars. And there's no easy answer to that. But your doctor needs to be able to take that into consideration when talking to you so they can understand what's important to you and how to guide you in the way that's going to serve you best in your life. If your healthcare team tries to give you a one-size-fits-all solution and tells you there's only one way to manage diabetes and it's their way or the highway, that's a sign to me that a boundary has been crossed. They're telling you that their way is more important than your needs and that you have to roll over and do what they say. And that's just not right. So how do you set boundaries with your healthcare team to make sure that you're getting the support and the care that you really need and that you deserve? Here are three strategies that you can use to make sure you're getting what you need from your healthcare team. The first thing is, if your doctor or other healthcare provider ever says something to you that makes you uncomfortable or isn't helping you manage your diabetes in the best way possible, let them know. Most doctors want to hear this sort of feedback. They want to know how they can best support you in your diabetes care, and they'll be open to the feedback. If they don't hear what you need, they're not going to be able to give it to you. If by chance you set that boundary and they don't respond well, that's a good sign they're not the best doctor for you. The second strategy you can use to set boundaries with your healthcare team is to go in prepared. One boundary that all doctors are up against is time. And we often pay the price for that boundary. If you go in knowing this, you can prepare for it and counteract it. And that's by going in prepared. Go to your doctor with a list of questions and needs that you want to have addressed during that appointment. And make sure that they all get addressed to your satisfaction before the doctor leaves. This is setting a boundary because you have a need and you're making sure that all of your needs are met. And you're making it clear to yourself and to the doctor that they're not doing their job unless they're able to meet all of your needs or at least address all of your needs. A list of questions and concerns is a very tangible boundary that you can take in and let them know this is what I need from you today. If you go into the doctor's office with no questions and no agenda, they're the ones setting the agenda and they're able to shape the appointment to meet their own needs and not yours. But remember, this is your appointment and this is your health care and you need to set the agenda. So going in with a list of questions and concerns is your way of setting that boundary, setting that agenda to make sure that the appointment is about you and not about them. And the final strategy is walking with your feet. I can't tell you how many times I've told people they need to find a new endocrinologist. You have the right to the healthcare that you want and that's going to be most helpful for you. And sometimes that means finding a new doctor. Leaving one doctor and going to another is a great example of setting a boundary. You're letting that doctor know, even though it's passive, that what they're doing is not helpful. And so you're walking with your feet. 
And even if the doctor never realizes that you left or realizes why you left, the fact that you left is your way of setting the boundary for yourself, allowing you to make sure that your healthcare is the priority here and you're getting your needs met. So while this may sound extreme, please never take that option off the table for yourself. Even knowing it's an option can empower you to set the boundaries you need in your relationship with your doctor. And if you ever do need to pull out those big guns and set that boundary and fire your doctor, don't be scared to do it. It's all part of having those healthy relationships and making sure you're getting what you need out of the relationship. Before we go, I want to do a quick recap of what we talked about today. Boundaries are essential in our relationships with other people around our diabetes, and that includes our friends and family and people in our lives, as well as with our healthcare team. And this is where boundaries are crossed all the time, even though you may not be aware of it or the people crossing the boundary may not be aware of it. Your diabetes management is yours, and you hold the power there. Other people can support you, other people can give you guidance, but when they cross that line and try to take control away from you, That's a boundary that shouldn't be crossed. While sometimes these boundaries are crossed on purpose and with malicious intent, often the boundaries cross inadvertently and the person crossing it doesn't even know that a boundary has been crossed. And that's why it's up to us as people with diabetes to set boundaries and to enforce them and to let people know what's going to be most helpful for us in our lives with diabetes and what's not helpful. We want to let people know how they can support us in the best way possible, because oftentimes they just don't know. People may cross our boundaries, and they're going to cross our boundaries with diabetes, and that sucks. But it's our responsibility to set the boundaries and to maintain those boundaries and to communicate them as clearly as possible. To sum it up, we need to be clear with other people and ourselves about what our diabetes boundaries are. We need to do everything that we can to support others in keeping to our boundaries. And that includes giving them all the information that they need in order to help us succeed in our diabetes management. And then finally, if our boundaries are crossed, we need to find ways to be able to make sure that they're not crossed. And that could mean being more firm or even walking away from that relationship, especially a relationship with a doctor. We have all kinds of relationships in our life with diabetes, relationships with diabetes, with ourselves, with our doctors and our friends and family. And boundaries are a critical part of all of those relationships. In order for us to be as mentally healthy as possible with our diabetes, we have to have healthy boundaries in all of those different areas. I really hope that this series has been helpful in getting you to think about boundaries and diabetes from different perspectives and helping you to set some clear boundaries for yourself, for diabetes, for other people, and for your healthcare team around your diabetes management. If you're able to set healthy boundaries in your life with diabetes, you'll set yourself up for success, both physically and emotionally. That does it for this episode of the Diabetes Psychologist Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and you got something out of it, I would really appreciate if you would hop on over to Apple Podcasts and follow the podcast and also leave a five-star rating and review. That will really help me get the word out about this podcast so other people with type 1 diabetes can benefit from it. One of my favorite things is when I get an email or a DM on Instagram letting me know what an impact this podcast had on their life. So please, if you have any questions or concerns or want to just say hello, send me an email to mark at thediabetespsychologist.com or DM me on Instagram at thediabetespsychologist. And as always, I'll be back next Thursday with a brand new episode of the podcast, so please be sure to tune in then. 
And remember, type 1 diabetes isn't easy, but you can have an easier time with it. Bye for now. Thanks so much for listening. For more resources, you can visit www.thediabetespsychologist.com and be sure to sign up for the email list for access to exclusive content. I'm Dr. Mark Heyman, and tune in next time for the latest episode of the Diabetes Psychologist Podcast. Podcast.